Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Compatibility. This is BSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is the nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on BSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Keep it rolling here on the nightcap, and we bring in a frequent guest <laughs> who joins us from uh, the Big Apple, and he Jay joins us right Sneezy. now. In the house. In the house yeah. from PitchWise at Jared Lee Smith on Twitter, hanging out through the NFL draft and kind enough to hang out with us. And uh, we got a lot to get to, but let's get you updated on what's happening around the NBA as the Phoenix Suns leading by 15 right now, 43 to 28. Suns have uh, have jumped on the Pelicans here in a 2-2 series. We saw Memphis earlier tonight, much to the uh, happiness and delight of Ooh. our guest here, Jared Smith, who, uh, what'd you have? A little money line parlay? Yeah, it was so I'm, I'm on a nice little streak right now. We give out a best bet every day on the show on uh, PicksWise. Six in a row. There we go. Uh, seven in a row if the parlay hits tonight. Nice. Grizzlies, Suns. Nice. And I'll be honest, fourth quarter there, mid-fourth quarter, wasn't looking too hot. No, it wasn't, but... You got there, and yeah. uh, thank you, Anthony Edwards, for mm. trying to go for a steal, and yeah. John ja Morant with a tremendous finish, and uh, underbetters are saying the same exact thing, because that thing was destined for overtime, yeah. destined for an over, but instead it's 111-109, Grizzlies win, under comes home, T-Wolves cover, but Grizzlies win, if you had a money line parlay like this gentleman right here, uh, you're feeling good as, uh, oh, I thought there was a goal in I saw I saw the scrum, Sean, and I thought, oh, yeah. oh, the Knights have scored. They're getting their opportunities. They're just not capitalizing. I mean, what could go wrong? Are they going to miss the playoffs? If yes. they lose tonight, they're out. That's it. It's over. Yeah, it's over. I'd be lying if I said I'd be kept close attention. Well, to they, the NHL if they had beaten the Sharks on Sunday, which they lost in overtime and shootout, they would have controlled their own destiny going mm. into this game, uh, but they lost in a shootout, so they got one point instead of two. So now uh, they are they need some help. They yeah. need some help. So, once again, 43-28, where we stand right now. Let me take a peek at uh, at the live line. For, I got them right here. What do we got? 12 and a half. 12 and a half. Suns? 13 and a half at DraftKings. If you, if you like the Pelicans, you get a little extra. Huh? Yeah, I'm already invested enough. <laughs> you feeling good? Yeah, I, I, I you feeling good about series? your series price I, I right didn't now? feel good Grand about Theft this Alvarado? game. I feel like it's going to come down to game seven in Phoenix. Because you're getting – I told you I thought Chris Paul would have a big night. I think he has 14, 15 already. 14 already. 
and he's probably going to take game six off in New Orleans. And then we're going to have to come back to Phoenix again and, you know, get good Chris Paul. But the one thing we found out in the NBA, and I've told Tim this the entire season, you don't even look at the game the four minutes left in the no. fourth. Absolutely not. Yeah, I mean, 20-point swings are, are nothing. And with Chris Paul, you know, it definitely appears as though he's keeping a little left in the tank yeah. for the fourth quarter. Yeah. And I, saw, I noticed that with KD the other night. I mean, it just didn't – I mean, don't get me wrong, he's the greatest player on the planet, but – Father times on the I season. just don't get why they're so sensitive. Oh, they're the NBA players. Like it, it's really, it's really, it's so much irony in it because if KD would have averaged thirty plus and Brooklyn would have swept Boston, everybody would be calling KD yeah. the yeah. best player on the planet. But because he didn't play well and he looked disinterested, looked like he was out of whack, they're actually news anchors. They're reporting the news. That's what you showcase to the world. Now everybody's against him. Now he's the victim. You know, it's amazing. Oh, Kyrie, I'm sorry. Uh, I feel like I was a distraction. Really? Yeah. Didn't, didn't, didn't hit play you. Half the didn't really. hit you beforehand. Really? Uh, um, I think the – oh, I thought the night scored. It's Jose tricky. Alvarado just hit a corner three. A 12-point game. What six a story. Six. Shout out to Georgia Tech. Yeah. yeah. ACC yeah. tournament champs last uh, year, that's remember? That's right. And, and who's the GM in uh, New Orleans? David Griffin. He, gets a, he deserves a lot of credit. Because, I mean, when, Anthony, when, Anthony, when Anthony Davis left the Pelicans, yeah. I mean, most people put that organization right outside the cemetery. They didn't open the cemetery door, but they put them out. And then when, it, when the stories where Zion wanted to leave, I mean, they had buried the Pelicans. Yeah. CJ oh, yeah. Yeah, just all of the, all of the moves. Yeah. I mean, what's the guy that's the defender, left-handed, Alabama? Herb Jones. Herb Jones. Jones. And, I mean, and like, I thought the Valanchunas move. Was, yeah, Valanchunas, I, mean, I mean. That's a guy that just eats. Shout out to David Griffin, man. He's doing a good job. And uh, there were some people talking about he should be let go. Mm. Not an easy place to get people to come to. No, and they've, I mean, the the McCollum trade has worked out. Uh, Regardless of the outcome in this series, I mean, this is a 36 and 46 team, gets into the postseason, beats the Clippers in that uh, fun game in the uh, the play-in tournament. And given given the Suns, albeit they got a a little luck uh, with the injuries, but hey, Phoenix got luck last year. Anthony Davis gets hurt. They're a... A significant dog in that series down two games to one. Yeah. So we were just talking, Jared, about the pick at number four mm. for the New York mm. football Jets. Oh, my Jets. You have to start so, right off the top with them, huh? So I want to read you something. Oh boy. This was from Dane Brugler. I believe he was on Lindsey Rhodes' podcast. Okay. And Dane Brugler said this about Makai Becton, the left tackle for the Jets. Quote, we don't talk enough about Makai Becton. There are plenty of people around the league that think he'll never put on a Jets jersey again. So you're sitting there in that prime real estate at number four. There's also reports out there that Debo Samuel could be headed to the Jets for the 10th pick, maybe Mm -hmm. more. I think Tony Pauline had that, maybe some others as well. Uh, So that's something to keep in mind. But you're sitting there at four. If chalk prevails, which is a very risky proposition to say in the NFL draft, Mm At one, Trayvon Walker. Two, Aiden Hutchinson. Three, let's just say corn. Yeah. Whether it be Sauce or Derek Stingley, I think that is the likely favorite, a corner to Houston at three. Mm-hmm. If you're the Jets at four, what do you do? You could go Kayvon Thibodeau. That's actually the betting favorite. Yeah. You could go Jermaine Johnson. They have reportedly really liked what they've seen from Jermaine Johnson. You could go one of the other corners, or you could go Iki Aquanu and solidify your offensive line. I'll be honest, right now, if you're looking for some long-shot bets, 
Uh, Evan Silva's most recent mock, Iki Aquanu going number four to the Jets. There were reports out there that the Jets were doing extra due diligence on Sauce Gardner, Iki Aquanu, and Jermaine Johnson. If Iki Aquanu is there, arguably, and you think so, Sean, the best offensive lineman in this class, and there's concerns about Makai Becton, and you just drafted Zach Wilson, I think it's worth putting a bet in. I have one at 8-1. to one. Aaron, I don't know what it is still at William Hill or Caesars, if it's still. I, at 8-1, to one, you got to play. Well, a couple things. Yeah. Um, they gave up 53 sacks last year. Fourth oh, most they were brutal. In the NFL. Some of that, Zach Wilson, Wilson Young, yeah, holding exactly. the ball. But they did add uh, Lake and Tomlinson in free mm-hmm. agency. So they did upgrade slightly. And the thing that no one will know, the only people that the Jets are listening to about Makai Becton are their own medical doctors and training staff. Yeah. So no one else's opinion matters. And so unless we know what that opinion is, then it's hard to project, you know, their desire to utilize this pick because, as I told Tim, this is what sticks out to me right here, Jerry Smith. This is when you write notes. What does that say the defensive rank was last year for the Jets? 32nd. 32nd. How many teams are there in the NFL? There's 32. What is Robert Salah supposed to be an expert at? Well, that's exactly defense. That's so exactly I, what it's they hard do. for me to think that a defensive coach whose defense was Agreed. last in the NFL doesn't go defense at four. But let me let me give you a caveat there. And Jared, I apologize. No, no, I, this is my favorite part of the. So right here. here, at four, right? The thought is the tackle is very top heavy, mm-hmm. right? It's yeah. Evan Neal, it's Iki Aquanu, it's Charles Cross. Drop Henning, drop, and then. You know, who else? Uh, the kid from uh, uh, Tulsa. You know, there's, yeah. there's a, but there's a big drop-off, right? The thought is that edge rusher, now this is assuming at the moment in time that they keep 10. Now, they may not. They may trade that away. If Jermaine Johnson should be there at 10. I think you will. Uh, you know, I think drafting him at four is a, is a reach, man. It is. And you could get Iki Aquanu at four. And, oh, by the way, they have, what, 36 and 39? You could get maybe yeah. – uh, there, there's been a run on uh, uh, the, the kid from Penn State, Ibakiti. Yeah. He could go yep. first round. Uh, Carl Loftus could drop to them. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of edge rushers in this draft that I think you could pick up. There's no one of the level of Neil, Aquanu, and Cross later on. No. And that would be my thought. And that's why I want to get – Eight to one to put it into perspective, implied probability is eleven percent. Is yeah. there an eleven percent chance that Aki Aquanu goes four to the Jets, especially if there's these issues with Makai Becton? Yes. Yeah. So I think at eight to one, if you're looking for a long shot right now, I think eight to one you can make worse bets than Aki. Smart journalism, fascinating topics, words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Aquano going for. 
the key is what the Debo Samuel situation is. And we were texting about this earlier. I said I wanted to wait because the draft props closed. Yeah. I want to wait till the, we might not know. We probably won't know by tomorrow, but maybe we will. Time is, you know, of the essence. But whatever they do with 10 or with Debo is going to greatly impact what they do with the fourth pick. So it might be impossible for us to accurately prognosticate what's going to happen at four if we don't get a clear answer on 10 until draft night. Now, yeah. to me, Debo is there. Now, I, don't think I wouldn't make that move. I don't think Lynch is trading Debo. I agree. Yeah. I, I agree. I and, and, he you know, shouldn't. I, 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 he shouldn't. I saw the, you know, the, the Snapchat video of him in the club. You know, he's like, oh, no, I ain't coming back. I, I don't buy yeah. any of that nonsense. I know that John Lynch feels very strongly yeah. about, about Debo, yeah. and I, I would be surprised if there's a movement. And also, for the 10th pick, what are you getting there? You're getting a Garrett Wilson. You're getting a Drake London. Mm -hmm. That doesn't fill Debo Samuel right. at all. So if I'm the Jets, I take a receiver at 10, and I use four to either bet, bolster. I, I would go sauce. Yeah. You know, if it is Stingley, I would take sauce Here's right there. Here's what I would do if I was the Jets. You got to trust your board at four. Yeah, because there's too many different things that can happen from one to three. There is no consensus on who's even going to no. be there at four. So I think you got to trust your board, man. I really feel like you have to rank your board one to fifteen, and you have to tell yourself our highest ranked player on the board at four were taken, highest ranked player on the board at ten were taken. Because the Jets is not like that roster's loaded with elite no. talent. It needs everywhere. You know, because if you come out of this draft and you need a rusher and you have George Karloftis, you probably still need a rusher. Yeah. You know, so, but it's fascinating. That's but if you why don't have Iki Aquanu or right. Evan Neal. If they go D-end at four, they're not getting the best D-end in the draft. Correct. To me, that, at four, I want to take the best player at that position. More with Jared Smith on the other side. It's the nightcap here on Visa. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Keep it rolling here on the Nightcap. Jared Smith from PicksWise hanging out with us in studio. Make sure to check him out on Twitter at Jared Lee Smith. That's Sean King, 50th pick in the 1999 oh. draft. By the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Such a disappointment. We went. Day. We took a. We took a trip down memory lane. He <laughs> named the first eight picks in that draft. Also, he knew exactly where every quarterback <sighs> went in that draft. What do you got? Uh, overtime in your overtime in the Knights game, and they got Dallas has guys falling down, and the Knights just can't figure it out. Go ahead, guys. I'll be with you. I'll be. I'll be present. <laughs> In this relationship shortly. Oh, my God. He just fell down. Uh-oh. Oh, uh -oh. he just fell down. Come on, Thompson. Got it. Yeah, there we go, baby. Only tonight. The playoffs are going to come down to a shootout. The guy just falls down. Who is this, man? I don't know. A little Anthony Edwards impression right watch there. Watch this. For the steal. Well, watch him. Watch him. He just falls down. Oh. All right. He caught an edge. That you looks got... like me out there skating. Oh, my God. You great the... save, that Thompson. Great save from Thompson. All right, uh, we have the half. Uh, Phoenix leading by 13 Jeez. at half, 59 to 46 over New Orleans. Uh, Chris Paul, Sean's recommendation, play over 20 and a half. He's got 16 at the nice. break, so uh, we just God, need five back for uh, for the uh, point god. Wasn't in saving the, anything for the fourth quarter. In the second half. Yeah. I pick my spots. All right, so I just want to re quickly revisit uh, what we were talking about, Makai Becton. So it's eight to one for him to go. Number four. No, Makai Becton is the. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. 
Makai Becton on the brain. Makai Becton on the brain. Makai Becton might be on his way out if the reports are true. And Iki Aquanu, there was a report out there that Joe Douglas, if Aquanu was available at four, couldn't pass. Now, the question is, do you get cute, you go eight to one, mm -hmm. or do you say, well, Iki Aquanu is definitely going top four? Over under right now at four and a half, you could find some spots, juice as low as minus 125. I think there's a thought out there that he could go one, mm -hmm. he could go three to Houston, and absolutely, if the reporting is true, per uh, I think it was the New York Daily News. Joe Douglas said, I wouldn't pass on Iki Aquanu. Is that the better way to go, betting Iki Aquanu here less than 48 hours, that he goes top four as opposed to going he lands number four? Mm. Tough to ignore the steam, though, on the two contracts. That's true. It, and especially at this stage, and you know, all the bookmakers that you talk to and all the ones that I talk to, the late moves in the draft, that tends to be the best information you're going to get. And it, it, we're, just, we're seeing a lot of steam. Come in and on, a lot on of the end. and a lot on obviously Trayvon Walker, yeah, Walker being uh, the guy. Aiden Hutchinson. I, I just I would be surprised. Now it's the draft; anything can happen. I would be very surprised, guys, if Aiden Hutchinson's there at two. I know you love Sauce Gardner. I would be surprised if Dan Campbell passed. I agree at two on Aiden Hutchinson. I wouldn't really. Yeah, Sauce Gardner's gonna rate grade higher as a prospect than Aiden Hutchinson, and it, Sauce Gardner's from Detroit, Michigan as well. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so that's an interesting nugget, right? Right, there. You know, know so I, I'm just I, I have to balance my opinions on here because our listeners, our viewers, they will make money, and I don't have a good feel for what's happening one through five because I think there's so many variables in play. Like I wouldn't be shocked if Aquano goes one, Sauce goes two, Stingley goes three. Yeah. And now the Jets are sitting there with Trayvon Walker Hutchinson. and Aiden Hutchinson. Like, I, there's a scenario, I think multiple scenarios, where Hutchinson is there at four. I would be stunned. I wouldn't. So I now would, you're I talking would, about – I feel good about Hutchinson not going one. That's what I feel yeah. good about. Yeah, I, don't, I, I think everything you've heard is that Balky wants Trayvon Walker and now that Peterson wants Aquanu. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, I think there's a good chance that Peterson gets overruled because they have Cam Robinson. They just signed Brandon Sheriff. And in all likelihood, Iki Aquanu, as good as he is, are you really spending the number one overall pick no. on either a right tackle or a guy that plays guard no. in Iki Aquanu? And that's why they franchised him. And there's reports that he might get a long-term deal. Yeah, see, to me, I think the play, if they go Aquanu at one, the plan would be... He goes right tackle. He goes to right tackle initially. And then he goes Cam left. goes left. Then they make a decision based on Aquanu's success early. Do they... Flip him to left and let Cam go to free agency. That's the fascinating part about these tackles. Because they it's franchise Cam. Position. Right? They didn't give him a long-term deal. Yep. Yeah. So they're on a one-year deal. So yep. that's why Aquanu makes sense to me. Because you put him on the right side. If he can handle it, okay, now you don't have to pay Cam top five average money. And you move him to left. And now Trevor has his tackle basically aligned with him from a salary standpoint. Yeah. Interesting strategy. I mean, that would, you know? it would, it would, it would, Neil can play both sides, right? Right. And Cross is kind of the, the I think he's more, Cross right. is the pure left tackle. Cross is left. actually growing more and more. I went back and watched a couple of Mississippi State games. He's pretty darn good. You're not feeling good about your bet, are you? Which one? We went, what bet we made yesterday? You went to check your notes. Oh. Yeah. Uh, My cigar you bet? You doing over on? Friday? Oh, I went under eight and a half. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. 
Absolutely. Uh, we, 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 I, they're going to even yeah. out. They're going to even out. Probably. Yeah. And I don't know about all the... I mean, yeah, they'll, this, they'll, this is a thick, even. Is a yeah. thick notebook yeah, They'll, they'll even here, out. They'll even out. What? To me, Cross... Because Malik Willis not going the first round, so I'm going to win that one. Oh, you could double down. Nah. You want to triple down? Nah. I'll give you... I'll give you... He's not want to triple down. How about this? How about this? I got... You know, we did this bet in like October. I want the Knights... He was so steamed. <laughs> to score a goal. How he about that? He was so steamed about a poor performance at Syracuse. He was like, he's not going first round. I was like, yes, he is. Bro. Yeah. We've had that bet. That might be the longest standing bet that we have. Oh, we got it. Oh, I thought we had action. Sean's got the Golden Knights. Oh, uh, yeah. That's really it. All right. So, in the top 10 right now, mm. would are there bets that you would make at this point in time? Now, once again, We've made bets throughout the entirety. Hopefully, people have been hanging with us. You know, over Kyle Hamilton, nine and a half. That's now yeah, 11 and a half. That's nice. Um, uh, Sauce Gardner, under seven and a half we had. That moved to five and a half. So, when you look at right now, would you make a bet at what you're looking at right there at DraftKings, Jared? Anything that you would make or recommend at this point in time? Before you answer that question, I wouldn't touch any of the wide receivers. I have no idea. There's a lot of buzz that Drake London's going eight to Atlanta because he fits kind of the Arthur Smith yeah, prototypical wide receiver. I, I don't want to touch any of the wide receivers right now. Jameson Williams, to me, is the best receiver in the class. I agree. But Not even close. But it's, but it's the injury. Now, I did read something that said he is ahead of schedule, and that is why I think 10 to the Jets. Granted, Debo Samuel could blow this whole thing up in the next 24 to 36 hours, but Jameson Williams, 10 to the Jets, makes sense to me. That's under 11 and a half. And then you've got Washington there at 11 too. That also could go receiver. So 11 and a half on Williams makes sense. And listen, I mean, Stingley at eight and a half. How does he fall out of the top eight after what we're hearing? He could go three. He could go four. The Giants need a corner. So I know you're paying a lot of juice on this one. But to me, Derek Stingley is a top five pick. And everything we're hearing, the steam, it, we got guys all over town calling other people saying, are you, are you seeing the same kind of steam on Derek Singley that I'm seeing? And when you have bookmakers calling each other to try to confirm, is this the same kind of bet that you're seeing? To me, that means that some really smart people are, are, are betting under on Derek Stingley. And that line hasn't moved a whole lot. The steam has, the juice has, but I saw nine and a half, now I see eight and a half. I, I, I feel like he's going in the top eight. I agree. I think both, I think, I think there's a good chance both corners are going in the top five. Mm. I agree with that. Somebody's going to overdraft Stingley. <laughs> I mean, it feels like as of today, it's going to be. It feels like it's going to be Houston. Uh, with the, with and that the, would make sense. Yeah, if, you think, if, if you think about the. I'm MO just telling you, if, if, if Jamison Williams is not the first wide receiver selected, yes, again, I agree. I think I'm just like telling you, like, people don't know what they're doing. Yeah. You don't see a guy run away from SEC DBs like he does. They're over. To me, it's silly because at what? He's, at worst, he misses a month. It's an ACL. Yeah. People get back. He's ahead of schedule, like you yeah. mentioned, Jared. So I hear, I heard maybe in time for training. Now, granted, the injuries—you just never know. But if he's healthy for training camp, what are we doing here? Yeah. Best receiver in the class by a mile in the SEC, going up against. Well, he's the one that has league. the most combination of elite <laughs> attributes because they're all pretty good. But he's the and one. And the NFL just it, it drools over speed. And Alabama. And he's six two and a half. Right. So he's not a short guy. And he can catch. And he has run after the catch. He's more of Tyreek Hill than he is like one of these guys that's just fast, like a Henry Ruggs, who's just fast, yeah. but he's not polished. He's not an elite receiver. Not a route runner. Yeah. Jameson Williams like Henry Ruggs. You can throw him screens. You can run him jet sweeps, double moves. He can play inside, outside. Great stop, Logan Thompson. What a, a 
What a story. What a storyline this is setting up to be. Now, I'm gonna they be finally the made the like switch the to Thompson in goal, and now we're in a shootout with the playoff hopes on the line. Was this Eichel? Yeah. Come on, Eichel. I was, why did they <laughs> trade for him? Like, I mean, that looks like KD game three. Like, Eichel, what was that? Look at this. Just shot it right into his gut. Yeah, what are you doing? Got to go five hole or something, right? Oh, what are the other holes? Goodness. One, two, three, and four. Sean's sweating out hockey. Come on, Thompson. Huckstradamus, man. Come Tyler on, Thompson. Sagan, he's a baller here. Got to be careful with Tyler. Come on, Thompson. There it is. Good stop, baby. Oh, the glove again. Good stop. Man, you deal with this every night, huh? Every night. Oh, okay. You know how much fun it is to work with me? <laughs> oh, my goodness, by, man. by the way, while we wait, uh, some betting opportunities out there. Uh, <laughs> New Orleans is a half-point favorite in the second half. So they're down 13, full game looking like 12 and a half. Uh, Sean's going to be screaming in the break. Hey, score. Nope. Oh, my. He's watching a shootout. We're going to hold Jared hostage for one more segment. We're going to get to his best bets. Uh, I'll give you my bet that I mentioned that I haven't given out yet. We'll talk about that on the other side. It's the nightcap here on Visa. The VEASAN betting experts have put together everything you need to bet on the draft this week. The VEASAN NFL Draft Betting Guide has mock drafts, analysis for every NFL team, odds, and best bets for the first round. Get the VEASAN NFL Draft Betting Guide today for only 10 bucks. Go to VEASAN.com slash draft. Sorry, Sean. Mm. What happened? Uh, I'm next. on to the next. I'm so they so they red tape. Next play. They, well, they don't. Next they're game. the first Their team. Their season's over so. in the history of Puckstradamus to be in the red tape. Wow. The graveyard. I sit here today, in the first year of a long-term deal at Veasan. <laughs> I will never, ever, ever again wager with the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Wow. Aaron, you hold them too. The then? only time I'll be involved in a Vegas Golden Knights game is if I like the other side. All we're the we're offensive, all that, the uh, offensive firepower they have, they went 0 for 7 in the shootout. Write that one. Down. I'm not saying anything because the day next year, in oh like, no, no chance. In like November, and oh, you're I'm like, and you're gonna come in and be like, I got the Knights tonight. Nope. I'll be like, well, I'm, oh, can we I'm just off it. can we just cut that yeah, and just that's have good, it? That's gonna need because it's be happening. Yeah, put that in the balloon. It's happening. <laughs> and if I go back on it, then you just slowly hot air it down from 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 a. A high altitude. I'm, I'm over them. I'm done with them. This is not like an overreaction and based you, on tonight. And what Sean will say is, well, it's a new team. It's a new year. This is how they got me the other night. I can't believe you keep betting the I Knights. had the puck line. They're up 4-2. <laughs> Give up an unnecessary goal for 4-3. Stone has a wide-open empty net. Misses oh, it. Oh, they lost to the Sharks. Sharks score with .6 I saw, I, seconds I, 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 left I, I and win in overtime. Game. I remember that game. There were some angry Vegas betters that night. All right. Uh, so, Jared... Oh, for seven. At Jared Lee Smith on Twitter. Second half underway, by the way. Uh, Phoenix closed as a half or one-point favorite in the second half and uh, now up 16. So full game, uh, about, what, 13 and a half or so would be uh, with full game spread. No, New Orleans, I beg your pardon, my fault. Uh, They closed as a slight favorite in the second half. So you're looking here at Circa about 12 and a half for the full game. Bets. That you can make 
now. Mm. It's always, it's always tricky, yeah. <laughs> and once again, just a reminder, the PSA, anyone here in Vegas coming to town for Vegas, the boards are going clean tomorrow afternoon, yeah. 24 hours before the draft. Can't bet here in Vegas on the NFL draft. Now, other people around the country, we'll talk NFL draft tomorrow night because in other jurisdictions, you might be able to bet New Jersey, where you live. Yes. Uh, you could bet, I think, live in the draft. So uh, I think Denver or Colorado, I should say, I think that's like an hour prior. So anything right now, that is available. Maybe the juice has changed a little bit, but the number hasn't changed. So yesterday on the show, we gave out Trent McDuffie under 17 and a half, the corner out of Washington. Big reason why? What we just talked about. Sauce Gardner, Derek Stingley, likely going top five, top seven. Now the need starts to trip, you know, go up a little bit. Andrew Booth has injury concerns. Yeah. A team like Minnesota needs a corner. Philadelphia needs a corner at 15. You could look at Houston if they don't draft a corner. If they go number three, what seems like they're going to go Derek Stingley. But I think there's enough outs. So I like Trent McDuffie's now at 16 and a half. Last night we gave it on the show. You could have found a juiced under 17 and a half, which is what I played. I know the Chargers at 17 don't likely seem like a spot, but I've actually seen some mocks in McDuffie go 17. So that was one we gave out yesterday. I'll give out mine that I bet just before the show here in just a moment, but anything that you like currently uh, that that you would recommend? I, I think Stingley 8.5. I, I don't care how much I you, you pay for it. Uh, I think that's a bet for me. Um, the wide receivers bet, sadly, that number's gone at 5.5. Oh, yeah. but, but Jahan Dotson under 32.5 is, in my opinion, the correlated play. Because if that is 32 and a half, which will be the first round, um, to me that basically is like betting a sixth wide receiver um, in the first round. You see there 31 and a half. It's come down a little bit. Maybe if you shop around, you can find a 32 and a half. I did get a 32 and a half a little bit uh, earlier in the week. I think it was on Sunday night. Um, but to me, I have six going in the first round with Dotson being the sixth. So if you miss that over five and a half wide receivers number that I know you and I were pretty hot and heavy on early on in the process, Dotson is a correlated play there. Yeah, I would agree. I think you've heard a lot of people. I've heard some people say Dotson might even be the fifth selected ahead yeah. of Traylon Burks. Traylon Burks, you've talked about this, Sean. He's He's got to fit the system, yeah, right? I think Dotson's a bust in the NFL. I'm not, really? a, I'm not a Dotson fan at all. Once again. Slender Bill doesn't have a lot of experience playing outside, going to struggle to get off bump. Not the route runner of a elite slot receiver. Cooper Cup, Hunter Renfro. You know, even Jalen Waddle, those guys in and out of breaks. He's more of a strider, like a smooth runner that, you know, can get up on safeties because he runs. To him, though. He's got some juke to him, He does. He doesn't have start and stop, though. He's okay. not that twitchy, drop yeah. his hips, yeah. come yeah. out of the cut. So I just wonder, does he get swallowed up in that Maybe. league? We'll see. I mean, I think the price has come down. That's not saying that he won't be the fifth receiver taken. Yeah, that's fair. Right. That's fair. And that's a fair scouting report. Yeah. I, I think, and I, I talked about this, um, you know, basically for the last week, to anyone who would listen, um, the the where where the business of the NFL is going. Tyreek Hill's coming. Devontae Adams may come. Stephon Diggs. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about $25, $30 million for these receivers that now, I think I saw nine receivers making $20 million which is the most ever. And the first round grade, the contract, you get that extra year. Mm -hmm. And I think positions like safety and guard and, you know, things that center. Barring, yeah, center. Teams will be Sorry, willing Linderbaum. to reach. <laughs> yeah. Another one of your guys. That's a great right point. Teams will be willing to reach for a receiver like a Dotson in the first round or a Traylon Burks because they say, hey, listen, if this guy does turn out to be a star, 
I'd rather have an extra year of rookie deal instead mm-hmm. of what Tyreek Hill's getting. So, price of the brick is going up. You yeah. acknowledge that. Second highest paid position yeah. in all of football. Absolutely. Yeah. That's that's what, and, and, and that's why when we talked about it a month ago, and it was five and a half juiced over like minus 152, I'm like, you got to play this because at that point in time, it was five locks, right? Yeah. Absolutely. It was five locks, and who's going to slip in? And we talked about... Could it be Christian Watson, who you really like? I think it's I possible. do like Watson. Yeah. I think I think it could be possible. Could it be Sky Moore? Could it be Dotson? Could it be? I know there's off the field concerns about George Pickens. Yeah, he's really good though. Yeah. The, the the ceiling on George Pickens is really high. And then you look at Packers have two picks. That's the Chiefs key. have two yeah. picks. You I look agree. at these teams. I would take the over. I just my my my. You just don't like Dotson. No, not no. It had nothing to do with Dotson. It was more to the contractual obligation part. If these guys are as good as they think they are, they're not getting to the fifth year of the deal anyway. That's fair. So taking them in the second round, you're just paying them less money in the first three years than if you take them in the first. Because if they're the real deal, you're at, at minimum, after the fourth year, you're, you're extending them. Most likely, after year three. Jamar Chase is not getting to the fourth year Probably of that rookie not. deal. Mike Parsons is not getting to the fourth year. Rashawn it's tough Slater. to compare a guy in the top ten, though. To right, guy. right. And, 30, and I'm, just saying, I'm just saying first-round guy. Yeah. Like yeah. Jonathan Taylor went in the second round. But even if he was a first-round pick. The end of the first round is always fascinating. Yeah, it is. Because you get these teams that feel like they want that extra year of control and they want to get that guy a first-round contract. And they move up. And you're going to get some trade-ups. You know what's, you know what's, you know what's interesting round. because of all of the trades? This is the first year I can remember in a while where some of the late first-round picks also have early second-round picks. Detroit has 34 and 32. Yeah, right. that's strange. The Jets have two first, uh, second round, I think it's, what, 36 and 39, right. something yeah. like that. So it, it's going to be fascinating. Uh, you talk about premium positions, right? Quarterback, obviously. Wide receiver, edge rusher. Corner. Corner, and who protects the quarterback? The tackle. That we, market is has dwindled, surprisingly. So it has. You've Not got a lot of great corners in this draft. No, the uh, – Offensive line. line market. So you've yeah. got you've got three that tackles that are that could go top seven. That mm-hmm. will probably go top yeah. seven. Yeah. Charles Cross, uh, also Evan Neal, Iki Aquanu. Then you've got Penning, the kid from Northern Iowa. He's probably going to get overdrafted. Heard some juice on him. Yeah, bit. I've heard maybe nine to Seattle. Chargers maybe. Do, do the Saints tra- uh, trade up to get him? Yeah. Here's the name, and this is a bet that I've made today. Tyler Smith. The tackle at Tulsa. Tulsa. Yeah. I think he goes first round. His over-under right now is 32 and a half, juice both sides evenly. I think he's going first round. And once again, it's all about, okay, this makes sense. We've talked about Tyler Linderbaum, why I like the over, and what people have reported that he's falling down draft boards because of the value of that position yeah. in center. There are a couple other centers that have been making strides. The kid from Nebraska, Cam Jurgens, The kid from Chattanooga, Cole Strange. And then I get this yesterday from Todd McShay. Now, Todd McShay is not the gospel, <laughs> but I just want to read it. Read it. I don't have a first-round gate in Tulsa offensive lineman Tyler Smith, but he could very well be a late pick on day one. The drop-off at offensive tackle is notable, but teams always need them and are willing to reach a bit. And a lot of decision-makers around the league like Smith's coachability. I think he's a first-round pick. I would play under 32 and a half. I have personally. I did it before the show. I think Tyler Smith is a first round pick. Isn't Thursday it funny night. how that correlates? When you're not very good, you're very coachable. That's what they said about me when I was playing quarterback. I was the most coachable was, guy ever. I, I, I listened to anyone. Any, you want me to go get the water? I'll do it, coach. Yeah, whatever you want. Just give me that varsity letter on my, on my helmet. <laughs> 
All right, uh, Jared, we appreciate it, man. Appreciate you guys. At Jared Lee Smith, follow him. Great, Great stuff, stuff as always at Pixwise. Uh, and uh, as always, we appreciate his insight. It's the Nightcap here on Vison. This is the Nightcap on Vison, the sports betting network. Ice cold beers. Sounds good right now. Cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000. I want a short team here. Total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken beer made better. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com. Dot com for details. Drink responsibly. I have something I want to say here. Let's my tweet. There it is. <laughs> Sean tweeted out to the people. Remember, Sean's Twitter still activated. At real Sean King. Knights are officially behind the red tape. Hashtag Puckstradamus. Hashtag put the date on there. April 26, <laughs> 2022. Well, you know, anytime you go to a funeral, you know, they get your program. It has a date on it. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. You know your tweets if you just click on them have the date on the bottom that's of it. All right. That's I didn't right. Want, I didn't want people to have to look. I wanted to be right there in the message. Oh, God. Uh, can't wait till you bet it the Knights again. Oh, it's no chance. I mean, absolutely no chance. It's like chance. minus 400 that you bet on the Knights again. Cigar bet? Cigar <laughs> bet? No, because I don't want you to put it down. I just want it to be for the show content. The day you come in, I'm thinking like December 22nd. You know, we're going to be in the Christmas mood. The Knights are going to be playing the Coyotes in that, you know, I'll just stay away. Phoenix. I'll stay away. I'm just not going to mention it. After today, I'm not mentioning it again. Yes, you will. No, because I just I want you to do it. By the way, Phoenix up 80 to 64 now right now. Now's the time. What are the Pelicans in game? Go for it. All you. Um, real quickly. What was that tweet? Here it is. <laughs> Someone goes, <laughs> at Buck in Vegas goes, hopefully Musk makes a disc like button. As this tweet is very true, it still stinks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I don't know if they're officially eliminated, but it's over. Uh, the Knights are done, and the Stars will uh, be in the postseason. If you like the Pelicans, Tim, you can get the Pelicans plus 12 and a half at plus 113. Right the Pelicans now. are your squad. 
You gotta. You might have to do a, a speech to them after this game. Maybe because it's three two. Well, I, I felt like you're gonna get such a great effort from Phoenix that. So here's the question, Sean. Do you double down now? Oh yeah, I'm all Pelicans money line. Well, so you're gonna you just do a little rollover parlay? Yeah, no, uh, I'm gonna go Pelicans money line in Game Six. That way, I'm free rolling in uh, Game Seven. You take it again. Nah, because I'll have enough on it because I got the series. If they win game seven, then I'm Gucci. By the way, your prediction on the Suns' uh, free throws, just a little off, but the Suns are not as uh, far. The discrepancy is not as large as it was in game four. Chris Paul uh, sitting with 16 points. Come on, Chris Paul. Yeah, so the problem is the the, the margin. You should be able to get, you should be no, able to get but, five more. You know I'm saying, though, they're up 14 and in, in a game where it, it seems like it's even more than that. So he's resting him. The game gets tight in the fourth. Paul will come in and, and score. If it doesn't, it'll probably rest him, hoping that he'll give a better effort in game six. That's why I need the Pelicans to close this gap a little bit. I think plus 12 and a half right now at plus 113 is good money. So we're going to have Eric Eager on here in, uh, in just a little bit. So you, you would take the Pelicans. Plus yeah, plus 12 and a half, yeah, absolutely. All right, do it. Nah. Why not? Oh, because I lost the Knights game. Pelicans now on the right. You're going to be so mad at yourself if they cover. You're going to be like, oh, I called it. Why didn't I do, why didn't I do it? No, I'm watching the game. and I just don't like the flow of the offense for the Pelicans right here. Having said that, I mean, it's the NBA, so they're probably going to make a run and get it within three or four, and then either Phoenix will blow it and lose it, or they'll go back up and win ten, win by ten. You know, just – Tell me this game doesn't feel like that. Uh, yeah, it feels a little bit. feels a little bit like that. Um, so, Kayvon Thibodeau. Mm-hmm. Good player. Last week, there was buzz. There was sharp action in Vegas mm-hmm. that Kayvon Thibodeau was going to go number two to Detroit. And my hunch is that was based off of the assumption that Aiden Hutchinson was going one to Jacksonville. Now, Aiden Hutchinson, per the odds, is likely to land, too. Where does Kayvon Thibodeau go? Because Circus still has three and a half. Most spots have four and a half juice to the over. We've talked about Houston at three. The rumors are they're looking corner. Mm -hmm. Then the Jets at four report out there that Joe Douglas wouldn't pass on Ike Iquanu if he were available at four. Well, per the breakdown we just gave he would be do you look at over four and a half on Kayvon Thibodeau I I think you I have look at to. over because I feel like it's Detroit or bust and I don't think he's going to Detroit if Aiden Hutchinson's there that'd be my guess yeah I just you have to feel by the way does Circa have that number what what's what's Circa's Circus Thibodeau number three and a half 190 to the over minus 190 yeah oh yeah They're smart. And I'm going to text Jeff Benson. He's a little sneaky little butt. But I, here's the thing. Because I want to make a wager. Because I got to get my Vegas Knights money back because I lost tonight. <laughs> so I'm looking at the board. I, I, I got I to figure out how to get Evan Neal under one. No, he's going later than that. Ahmad Gardner. A lot of juice there. So there's a lot of. So let me say this Connor Hughes, he covers the Jets. He said, usually smoke where there's fire. 
have had le- multiple league sources mention Joe Douglas and the Jets love Jermaine Johnson more so than KT. I believe, based off of what I've been told, he'd pick over KT. So if you're sitting there 4 and 10, now they may trade away 10, and that could change all of this. Mm-hmm. There's a decent chance that Jermaine Johnson is available at 10. And if these reports are true, and it could be a smokescreen as it's lion season, but another uh, Dane Brugler said, for what it's worth, several people around the league who I trust believe Jermaine Johnson has a better chance to go four than Kayvon Thibodeau. Mike Garofolo from the NFL Network said he feels like Kayvon Thibodeau, this was last night, is slipping. You know what I, you know what I think about Jermaine Johnson. You know, I'm his you biggest love fan. I love him. I, I have him ranked ahead of Kayvon Thibodeau. I don't know. Man. I don't want you to get mad at me. Yeah. But I think at plus money, I think over four and a half is a, is a good play. I'm just trying to where. But where can I find it? Next door. All, okay. all around town. Okay. I mean, when I, the way I, I, the way that the predictions are right now, Trayvon Walker one, two. Feels, I mean, I guess it still could be Kayvon Thibodeau going to. But would they pass on Aiden Hutchinson? Who's better, Aiden Hutchinson or Kayvon Thibodeau, in your opinion? They're different players. If you were the Lions. Hutchinson is better all around, but Thibodeau is a specialist. His ability to rush the quarterback, I mean, it's elite. And if he was to get to a team that was like a pass rusher away, and he could just, especially as a rookie and early in his rookie year, not be asked to play first and second down, just be like a known passing down guy, I mean, he'll have a phenomenal year. I just think because he's only 254, smaller-bodied guy, if he goes somewhere where he has to play 65, 70 snaps a game, I don't think he's going to hold up physically. Yeah. Whereas Hutch is 6'6", 265, and he's a much bigger body. I don't think he's a double-digit sack guy. I don't think he has over five sacks as a rookie, but I think he plays really good against the run. I think he – Picks the defense up really fast, you know. So I think he, you know, he's all around being really solid. So I don't think he's going to be an elite rusher as a rookie. So the Giants have reportedly have have interest in Kayvon. They have five and seven. They should. I would keep an eye out for Seattle. I think Seattle. We know the desperation for Carolina. They want out of six. They want to move down. They apparently like Charles Cross too. Seattle jumping to six to lock in Thibodeau if he's available, that would not surprise me. And then I was listening to, uh, I think it was McShay earlier this week, and he said people around the league said the basement for Thibodeau is eight at Atlanta, which I don't know how that makes a ton of sense, but maybe they would just go by their board and and pick Thibodeau there. So I don't know where he goes, but right now, as of tonight, Less than 48 hours. Where does he go in the top four? Detroit? Maybe. But I think at plus money over four and a half, I actually think that's a decent bet right now. Yeah, I agree. You know where Thibodeau would excel? Where? If he can get somewhere like Kansas City. Where they have a good front seven, but they don't really have like a a pass rush specialist. He'd be outstanding on that kind of defense. If he goes somewhere like Detroit, the Jets, that Texans, Got to play three downs. I, just, I don't know what you're going to get from him as a rookie. All right, we'll hear from our good friend, Eric Eager. He, like me, throwing in a couple bets on the NFL draft. What are some of his favorites? 
What is he favorites? What is he favorites? What is he favorites? Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. 